Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Flames Fancast. Uh, you'll be happy to know we're not doing laundry or the dishes during this week's show. So You didn't hear it. Life's good. Did you listen? I, I, well, I, I mean, how much can I listen to myself? Really? Probably like eight seconds, that's, ten tops. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. The people told me they didn't hear that, so they were wondering what we were talking about. Oh, okay. I'm serious. Well, I'm so fucking good, I didn't even know what I did. <laughs> and then the, the audio is just, I'm fucking killing it. The sound was good last time. You, yep. you did well. You did well. Nailing you did it. Well. But it. It took 58 episodes, <laughs> but we made it, and a pandemic. <laughs> but I got the fucking volume down. Got the volume down. Last, um... I'm probably ruining it now. You know what? I can't remember the last time we actually had a show about <clears throat> a series of games where we're not talking about... Like hanging Abstract ourselves? things. Or abstract things. I went a little far. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay to all the listeners. Um, no, I, I agree. Like, we're, we're looking... Looking I'm I'm excited. Pretty, uh, I'm excited. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's good. I'm okay. Can I just tell you that I'm being incredibly cautiously optimistic here? Because well, we I mean, I feel like we've seen it before. Here's here's where here's where we're we're gonna put it in. Cause if you're like me, deviate from me. This is how I'm feeling right now, and I hope it echoes the sentiments of a bunch of flame fans. So here it is. And we're back. <laughs> the first thing um, I want to discuss with you is you just want to go through the games sequentially, Winnipeg, Vancouver yeah, 1, Vancouver 2. Let's do that in case one of the listeners we, missed something. But yeah, let's do it. I, I have one major highlight from the first Winnipeg over, overtime loss. And it was the, the line A goal from the amazing whatever sliding defensive save on their end that we had. But you know when Anderson made that rush right up into the play and had a great scoring chance that was taken away from Winnipeg, I love that we're playing like that. Yeah. Activating the D, getting aggressive, taking our chances, and looking like we're offensively hungry. I, I, I love that. And I'm, you know what? It came back to bite us so hard, but I, I, I was totally okay with that because that's not going to happen every time. And that's like we should not ever stop playing like that just because we got scored against in, in that kind of fashion. It's like nice, fluid hockey, right? We got a little maybe too cute in the first game. Like, sometimes I felt like they should have just shot it on some of those passing plays, but just in general, it was so nice to see Anderson move up on that spot, moving up on the attack, because a lot of these guys, like, they don't, they don't really know how to react that fast, right? Like, these guys are professional athletes, but the second you see Anderson barreling down on those plays, all of a sudden we got that man advantage. Right? I think, and I, I, you know, maybe we'll touch on it more too, but the fact that he's now been on our, our number one power play unit and uh, he's on the first pairing, I think somewhere, and we'll get to the point about Geo, somewhere in the organization we've recognized perhaps a little bit of a, you know, less responsibility with Geo. And Anderson looks like he's really stepped up, especially from that play in that first game. I like that. And he looks comfortable. You know, yeah. like he looks like he's been there for years. And you know what? I, what I like too, and I don't, I tend not to put a lot of clout in hockey interviews, but it was this third Vancouver game, sorry, the second Vancouver game where he was interviewed the first period break and he talked about, I need to do these things. I need to take more shots yeah. on he, I think he was specifically being asked about that on the power play. 
and he had some rockets like on when he was on the power play. Oh, he's yeah. he's reflecting on his game, and it it was a good interview actually. You know how sports interviews, particularly hockey player interviews, can be like this is this is awful, and, like this uh, is, this well, is really uh, bad. But and, I like uh, that you could see that change manifest itself in the game with what he said on air. Yeah, for sure. Like he's actually taking the lessons, and he's saying he's he's walking the walk, right? Which walk is what in the you walk. Need, which is what you need in a in a situation where you're transitioning from what we're used to of seeing Gio into now Anderson, who's clearly, again, when you look that comfortable, you know you made the right choice and you know you got a guy that takes responsibility. The biggest thing that you need out of all these guys is that ability to take that responsibility. Like there are a lot of players that kind of rest on their laurels once they kind of make that first big contract and they start, you know, they're making their 40, 50, 60 points and they're like, okay, I got it, right? But there's another class of players like an Anderson who say, no, 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 I, there's way more I need to do here. It's not, it's not, nothing's done yet, right? Yeah. And I can easily lose my spot. It's not like the other defenders are playing poorly. Like there's other guys on this team that I know that have the potential to do what Anderson does as well. So there's a, there's a sweet competition going on too with that, that core of defenders, which is exciting, at least to me. I agree. I agree. I um and you had a I know we were watching the game together on uh, Saturday and you had a great point about you know you said there's no sore thumb in our decor now. And that no. uh and that uh you know that was the smartest thing you've ever said in your life. The bar is low. The but. second smartest thing I ever said in my life. Becoming friends with you was <laughs> the fucking dumbest thing I ever said in my life. But then calling you a rat piece of shit was the smartest thing I ever said in my life. I was wondering where that was going. I was like, <laughs> well, I thought I put context. Um, yeah, like I think, look, in particular, and again, it it's not. We never attack players personally here. It's it's about Brody was a bit of that sore thumb, right? Sure. And, and well, my thing was there's no Andre Zuzan. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, like, there's like a Brody. Good... Brody can really stink up the house sometimes. Yeah, and again, like after what he went through, like that medical emergency. After that, he actually stepped up and was kind of the old, well, shades of that old Brody again. But by and large, you know, we had Hamannik who wasn't like super exciting. I mean, he did the job, but it wasn't like any, like it wasn't worth the trade that we did for him, in no, my opinion. No, I just, I, I agree, yeah. Right? And then with Brody, it was this inconsistency uh, that we were seeing for the last couple seasons. Those two kind of stuck out to me more so than anything. Hannafin was more of a, I thought you had more flash, but he's still good enough, right? Um, but yeah, like in general, it's even Nesterov, like everybody's kind of playing their role. And I, I am noticing uh, at times, Valmaki gets that extra shift because it, yeah. it does look like the coaching staff knows that this guy's got to get more involved. No, right? I just but, I think it's a great uh, a great marriage to your point about competition in the blue line. And what do you think about how Geo's reacting to this? Oh, like a I think I, I you want to do the Geo thing now? I think I think he's definitely <laughs> lost the beat. No, yeah, no bit, fault yeah. to the guy. Like he's no. 38, 37. Definitely not an insult. I think he's he's taking it with aplomb. Like he's the captain of this team. There's no doubt about it. He's still a workhorse out there. He scored. A, he had a great shot. He still chairs the second PP unit. Um, and you just manage his minutes, right? Right. He's yeah, still yeah. a great player. Absolutely. And he's. I think that kind of character is 
I think you're starting to see a few more characters come out in the dressing room. Like, I think Lindholm has a bit more of a presence now, which is good for us. I think Kachuk has a bit more of a presence now. And I think it just feels like no one's going to put up with any, like, shithousery that Johnny and Monty could pull. Like, remember that practice where they showed up, I don't know, high or hung, and they couldn't (laughs) skate, right? I think the rest of the team was pissed. Like, Stajan was pissed. He's like, you don't do that at this level. You You don't turn up like this. And they're... When, when players are talking to the media like that about behavior of other players on their team, there's, there's way more underneath the surface than we're, we're seeing, right? There's Absolutely. way more going on. So I think, you know, perhaps a byproduct of this and just like just an absolute testament to the leadership qualities of Gio is his ability to, to navigate these situations. And I mean, maybe he appreciates it, right? Like you, you look at a guy like Chara too, a, a big personality on any team, but, you know, he's going to recognize a reduced role perhaps not so reduced that you're not playing, but you're not the guy anymore, right? I mean, these consummate professionals like a, like a Giordano, they're so, they're, they're invaluable. Like, I mean, there's, you can't put a price on these guys, right? Gio's not there for, for points or for, yeah. for a Norris trophy, really. Like, I, he just wants, he wants to win and he wants to, he wants to win well. I yeah, think. and he wants, and I, I genuinely believe that he really wants this team to succeed. He, he probably sees what everyone else sees in this franchise that there is a we're at that stepping stone now where it feels like okay we got to start breaking out here i guess we should say basically starting this year right? no we we well it should have been years ago but i mean for context we're talking about giordano kind of having a more reduced role specifically being taken off the first power play unit yeah and anderson stepping into there i think too it's a recognition that a bit of this is the future and we need to start yeah, climatizing this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like the preference and the the ability and trust we're placing in youth this year, and kind of not, not you know, doing a Jankowski, if you will, like eighteen million years in the minors and then coming up to the big team and just yeah, not and cutting he's, it. He's fucking crushing it right now. Is he crushing it? Absolutely. Look up his points. <laughs> okay, I'm serious. I, I know he has at least two. He's yeah, probably got more, I, dude. It's not just the points though. Like he's. And you know what? We hang on though. Let's take some credit here because although as much as we attacked him, not attacked him, as much as we criticized him, just like everybody else, we also said maybe it's just time for him to get a new environment. I think that's all it right? was. Like, and I think that's. But yeah. the criticism is fair because he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He just wasn't cutting it. He wasn't. You know, pulling his weight in Calgary. A, a guy with that size you know, should the, be the way guy bigger. Now is I think I look at. It's only been three games, but I say like you know Sam Bennett, he's. Not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I did call the Anderson boom and the Bennett bust. <laughs> a little early. A little early, yeah. A little, a little early. early. Like, slightly but early. Bennett, like has, a, Bennett early. has a lot to prove, and the only thing I've noticed about him is his continual march to the penalty box. Again, to be fair, lots to prove in the season. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's season performance. Is, it needs it's but he, begging. But you, you can't just be a player that you can't. You can't be a player that performs in the season and not the playoffs or the vice versa, right? Look, I agree with the look, the, the neutral zone penalties are among the most irritating things There's, I see aside from too many men on the ice. Those are two like almost unforgivable things in my mind when you're a professional player on a professional team. So, I agree with you that, you know, he's the, the fucking penalty at last game. Jesus. So, anyway, he's got to slow that down, but there were some shades last game where he was getting involved physically, not taking a dumb penalty and getting some good shots on that, whatever. There might be a different chemistry he needs on the lines here because 
I'm sure you've noticed we we were shuffling a little bit there in the first period. Yeah. I, sorry, I know I'm getting ahead here, but no, it's okay. Um, I think the agenda's just kind of gone. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place. But all I'm saying is that like we did after the first period of the Canucks game yesterday's game, we were swapping the lines a little bit, right? And that's when I noticed Bennett was maybe elevating us slightly more when he was with Backlund. But again, you know, we can't we can't set aside everybody's fucking performance just to make sure he fits in. He's yeah. gotta he's gotta, you know, gel in right away. Yeah. Right. So I guess just quickly, I did you did you want to touch on anything about the first Winnipeg game? I mean it it was the Line A show in the in the Hullabuck show. You know show. that Line like, A goal for me, that was the one where he fans on it and then yeah, comes that, that was luck. That's luck. That seems lucky. Right. But he still carried that team at that point, right? Yeah. Like he I mean he took over. They, to me, yeah. it was it was a good thing to see that you know Markstrom had pretty much saved everything he needed to save and then some in that game. But you get an unlucky goal like that. Well, what what are you gonna fucking do about it, right? Nothing. Like that's just that's just dumb luck. There's nothing you can do. Anything that jumped out for you about Vancouver game one, home opener? No, it just I mean shut out. Yeah, we looked good. I mean, Tanev had a good game. Markstrom had a good game. Everyone was pretty solid. I didn't really notice. I mean, if, aside from Bennett's dumb penalties, like I didn't really notice anything poor. No, I mean, I just I don't know. Was there any? Yeah. I think I noticed Anderson kind of come out up on the play a lot more the second game versus the first game. I think he's starting to get that stride. Starting second game and the third game, we saw it way more too. Yeah, I think the first, I think just coming into his new role, acclimatizing yeah. to that, which he's done, he's done pretty, well. Pretty I've quick. I've been very impressed with his play and his performances, and just yeah, he's a good I, player. What do you think? I mean, we've been kind of we have they're on contracts, but we have Lievo, we have. Simone, we have um, Nordstrom, Nordstrom, and kind of one more guy that's sort of hit or miss right now. Um, it'll come to me, but I mean they're kind of they're filling, like, what they're do doing their yeah. job, yeah. and and I mean that gets into our discussion about line combos. Is that who's the is there a bona fide player with Goudreau and Monahan? So far, no. And you've got Lindholm and Kachuk, and Lindholm did move to center. So that means you've got Backlund on the third line. Lindholm and Kachuk and, and, and Dubé. Typically, Dubé's been hurt. Mangiapane's been in there at times. But, um, well, Dubé, yeah, Dubé got hurt last game. Hopefully it's not serious. We'll know tomorrow, apparently. But um, yeah. it looked like a wrist um, injury, so hopefully it's not. I haven't noticed anyone, you know, setting the world on fire, being with Johnny and Monty, but... Well, I mean, look, in fairness, they have... It's been three games. It's been three games. It's early, but Johnny's had a good start. Yeah, he has. He has. Like, point, Points-wise, he's had a good start. Now, Four points, yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of his first period last game, but I wasn't a fan of really anyone's first period that last I, but game. But maybe we just have to... You know, we, we remarked on the goal he scored. I can't remember what game it was. And like, that's a Johnny goal. Just appearing in the slot, sneaking in there, and bang. Quick right. little wrister right. in the back of the net, right? Yeah. That pass to Lindholm, perfect. You know, yeah. he, he's he's got a very complete aspects to his game. It's just he just shouldn't slap the puck ever, which he does too often for my liking. But <laughs> like he's you know he's he's been, he's been lifting, bro. We're he's going, been he's figuring it out. I, I'm I I'm pleased. 
I'm pleased with what I've seen from Goudreau. Yeah, me too. Um, There's no complaints. I, I know. I know we've been critical, and I still don't. I still don't think he's going to stay. But I've been pleased with the way he's been playing. I don't. I'm cautiously thinking about. There's slight PTSD with me, feeling like he's going to get into that power play only type point production. Like, no, he got he, he, he's, he the, no, but you know what I'm saying, right? You, like, I, I, I don't really agree with way, that. I mean, no, but he looks way more effective on that power play than he does five on five. On Let, five on but five, let's, he's let's, not. Let's dominant. you know when we watch the the game on Saturday. Fuck, when was it? Saturday or the game against? It was yeah, Vancouver. it was yesterday. The game against Vancouver yesterday, um, the home opener was Saturday. I'm getting a little confused. The game against Vancouver yesterday, there was that five-on-five shift where we had it in their zone for about two minutes, and you remarked about how Kachuk was on that, came out on that line with, with Monaghan and Goudreau, and they looked a lot different. He looked dangerous there. I just think he needs that complete but line. Is that a function of Kachuk being there, or is that a function I, I, of Johnny I think it's a bit of both. A bit of both. Because if, you're, if you have, constantly have a revolving door on that right-hand side there, I think it frustrates him a little bit. That's fair. I mean, and Kachuk was the guy. That I think was when you have a bona fide, when you have a bona fide line mate that you know is day in day out, and you build that chemistry, you know, he remarked about the line line changes himself. They looked like he was frustrated talking about an inability in the way I interpret it. Yeah, it's a little tough with chemistry with all the line juggling, right? I think he wants a bona fide right winger because he yeah, feels fair. comfortable with Monahan. Yeah, I mean, you fucking have to at this point. And then he felt comfortable with Lindholm and, you know, it was supposed to be James Neal. But ultimately, yeah. the way our lines have juggled, we have, we have failed to provide that top line right winger for Goudreau. We've tried. I mean, maybe Lindholm's not a failure by any sense of the word. Neal is. Neal's an utter failure ca- for us. Catastrophic failure. Yeah. But, like, I think, he ha- I think he has that frustration <clears throat> and, you know, playing with Kachuk because he's used to playing with Kachuk on the power play and stuff and just just having another good player out there. You know when good players play together, you, you, you get that confidence, right? You're out, you're playing sports and you're playing with players who are good, that you believe are good. It increases your performance, right? You trust your teammates more. Yeah, you get way more confident. I think Johnny just needs that, that guy on his right-hand side. Either, you know, gets hard in the half boards and win those battles to fish the puck out or is in the right spot at the right time for that saucer pass. But I, I, I don't think it's that so much so for Kachuk being there, but if that makes sense. Well, I think Kachuk's movement on the ice when he oh, is all with those superb, guys, it's superb. Just, but it opens up Johnny too. Johnny is the guy that just needs a little bit of space. That's it. He's a, he's he a fantastic space, player. Yeah, when he gets enough space, the guy sees everything. He can move the puck really well, and he just reads the play. The thing is, is that, like, I don't want to – I hope we don't get into the rut of, like, constantly trying Lievel up there and then we're trying someone else up there and trying Kachuk again and all this stuff. Like, if if it fits, it fits. Well, I, I There's mean – There's nothing wrong with – like, I don't think we're at a point here – sorry, I cut you off. But I don't think we're at a point here where we're saying all eggs are in one basket by putting Kachuk, Mani, and Goudreau on the same line. I don't think so. Maybe a few years ago I would have made that argument, but – now with Lindholm's playing well, yeah, you know Backlund. Backlund's been all right. Like he got a goal last game. Like he looks pretty good. I mean, Dubé definitely was looking real good before he got hacked there. Uh, Manji's been kind of well. I mean, I, I, for we, better, we but, talk about the problem, but what's what would you do? 
I would leave Kachuk on the first line. Oh, that's all the eggs in one basket, isn't it? No, see, that's what I'm trying to say to you is that I don't think it's egg in one basket this season so far. Everyone else is playing pretty good. I don't think the second line is much worse off in that case when you have Lindholm was firing on all fronts. Dubé was looking really good before he got injured. I have no problem putting Kachuk on the first line, honestly. I really don't. I don't. That just doesn't feel... I like what's happening with Lindholm and Kachuk. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm saying to you is that like, if you can get your top guys scoring and firing at all cylinders, you do that first. I think you just give him... Give him someone. Give him a Dubé. Give him a Mangiapane and ride it for five games. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just no size when you do that. <sighs> Monahan's biggish. Monahan doesn't play big. You, you know that and I know I- that. I, I still have this conspiracy that this guy is, like, chronically injured. Uh, I mean, what Lucic then? In the first line? <laughs> That's our no, size. It's, uh, no, I'm not. Could, someone that plays big. Like, Kachuk Bennett. plays big. I would love to see Bennett there, but he's just not. He doesn't deserve it right now. I'm just saying that, like, okay, maybe you switch it once in a while in the game. I don't know. But I would rather see... Look, if you can get Johnny to get really firing and Monty to get really firing like by putting Kachuk there, even once in a while, you do it. You absolutely do it. Otherwise, you're going to rely on these guys on the power play a little bit more than 5-on-5. Five five. Yeah. Because on a 5-on-5, five five, who would you rather have out there? Kachuk or Goudreau? I would rather have Kachuk. Right? I feel like I would have the second line out there on a 5-on-5 five five versus the first line. Whereas I mean, on the power play, I'd rather have the first line guys out. Well, Kachuk's out there on both. Um, well, yeah, it's tough. Kachuk I mean, is fucking amazing. <laughs> I just like to see how we figure it out, and if if we can figure out if Ward can figure out that formula, uh, Jack Jack Adams coming his way. Okay, that that's a big take. We're doing big takes today. That's a that's it's a big a hell take. Of a take. Big okay. take. All right, Jeff Ward for the Jack Adams. No, it's. Let's not jinx this team here. Like that's fair. Three that's fucking fair. games. Okay. All right. I just they've just honestly they've it's I exciting. haven't felt this kind of confidence, and a lot of it is what we haven't talked about at all is Markstrom. Yeah, just that's an the biggest absolutely one. steadying force. And I'm I don't know if you know this, and I I, I texted you, for our listeners who are long long ago. I texted Darshan today, but he he didn't reply yet. But I wanted to know why. Um, Vancouver just let Markstrom walk. Like, what was going on there? Why were they playing Demko ahead of this guy? I have no idea. Do you, was that the case? I think they were playing Demko. Markstrom was on the bench for dude, some of those games. Dude, I, I mean, I'm not someone that follows Vancouver much. No, so. but I, like, why did they do that? It's not like they had huge cap issues, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe the writing was on the wall and they're like, okay, well, fuck it. This guy's good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it makes a difference when you have a good goalie back there. Huge. Not not just from the fact that he's a good goalie, but that confidence that you know that your goalie's not gonna let some shorthand fucking or sorry, short side glove hand fucking garbage goal every game. It, it, I'm sure these that that's probably why guys like Anderson have no problem bombing up, right? Because they know like, hey man, worst case scenario, I got fucking Markstrom back there. Yeah. Right. Worst case scenario. If it's a two-on-one, I got Markstrom, like... Yeah, no, like, like, like we touched on earlier, having that confidence in those good players around you 
and always having a good goalie out there. You know, I think you and I both were kind of wondering Monday if we'd see Riddick, right? Markstrom, Markstrom, Markstrom. And That's the way it should be. It should, it's, Sunday should be Markstrom for sure. Probably. And, and I think, like, it's interesting that we have this, like, five, six-day break. I was trying to figure yeah. this out, I by the way. I don't get it either. Yeah, I was trying to figure this out because, obviously, last season, if it was a normal season, you had your bye week, right? Five, Everyone five has days. A bi- it was yeah. five days. Everyone has a bye week, right? This year, I couldn't find anything that was outright talking about bye weeks, but I checked our schedule after this week, and it's basically like every other day for pretty much the rest of the season. So um, I think this is our quote-unquote bye week. I mean, someone email us and tell us if I'm wrong. But Did they change the schedule at all because of the Dallas thing? That doesn't that really affect us because we're not we no. don't play them well, at all. It wouldn't it shouldn't affect us, but it probably may affect the start of the playoff schedule because those guys just have to play more games quicker. Like that's Well, I it. know, but you can only condense so much, right? Like if for example is Dallas they not missed playing what, for what? Three games, four games? Yeah, but that's what, like ten days? Oh, it's like a week, really. Four games? Well, the season started when? Wednesday, Thursday? Yeah, I guess. So call it a week. Sure. I mean, Let's t- 10 days. 10 yeah, days. To compress that week. To compress 10 days over the span of wow, three months is, I don't, I think you could do I it. I mean, you probably, yeah, I guess it's a good point. You probably would have to like hybrid mix everyone else's five days. Dallas has got to have a huge break in there. That's maybe that's gone now, right? Yeah. But then you're affecting all the other teams they played, right? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. They'll, they'll survive. I'm sure if, if worst case scenario delays the playoffs by a week, who, I mean, they won't really no. give a shit, I think. Worst case scenario. I don't even know when the playoffs start. May? Yeah, I didn't check. But I think... Um, Are they trying to play 82 games here? No. No, we're playing like 50-some, right? Uh, I think it's a little more than that. 62? This is this is one of those times where we should have checked before we start recording. Well, we're playing thing. all all the teams nine or ten times. Yeah, we probably shouldn't be doing this right now. I'm trying to do math in my head. Yeah, it's, this it's is ugly. not well. Good thing this is not video. Well, okay, but you know, people are hearing dead air. Sorry, I, I can hear monkeys like moving the fucking cogs in your head right now. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's talk about this. That Pedersen slash on Monaghan. Sorry, it's not a slash. Apparently, it's a high stick. But then yeah. the Department of Player Safety will come out and fine Pedersen the maximum amount for slashing. So explain this to me, how he gets a penalty for high sticking and then receives a fine for slashing. Yeah, I, you, you, we kind of touched this already yesterday right we were like why is there even the fucking there were like, so many penalties that were called that were not what i would have called it as. at some point i'm kind of wondering why the fuck you categorize it if it's two minutes it's two minutes if it's five minutes five minutes but specifically the one in that play that's it, a that's also a major what he did to monahan i don't think he he slashed him in the chest no, no i know i'm not defending him I, what i'm saying is that like i feel like didn't you listen to the, the commentators? They're like, he, he went up and apologized to the guy after. He didn't try to do it. But I'm sitting there going, like, who gives what a fuck? What do you fuck? mean he didn't try to do it? He slashed him. Apparently, he apologized to Monaghan. Like, that's what Kelly Rudy was saying. But, but, I mean, an apology doesn't mean it's not a major. No, to be clear, I don't give a fuck if he apologized <laughs> yeah. or not. I, I'm saying that, like, it was a dirty-ass play. 
Um, it's a it's a class move to apologize on his part. Sure, sure. But it's still well, a not it's not of. his responsibility. To, that's the ref. They got to call that a major. First of all, they have to call that slashing. That's not high sticking. And then they have to call it what it is. It's a major penalty. And the second one, when the guy came in and he butt-ended Kachuk in the face. Yeah, that was like that's that was not What did they call it? Roughing. It's a butt-end. He speared him, essentially. Like, he took like the end the, of his stick and jabbed jaw. it in his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, bottom jaw. Like, like that's, fucking... a, that's a dirty one. And I get that it's Kachuk, and, you know, I don't think Kachuk has a lot of fans outside of Calgary. Yeah, but that, that's irrelevant, man. I know it should be, but again, the, the ghost of Dennis, you know? No, let that shit go. You got to let that shit go. I think we've exercised like the ghost. that dude that still wears his, like, Class of 89 shirt, like, fucking to reunions and stuff. Just don't let it go. There's no more ghost of Dennis. Okay, Stop it. No that more, was so long ago. No more ghost of Dennis talk. But, yeah, like, that butt end was... That, I just... That's and there was another man. penalty, too, where they... They they said it was something, and I was like, "That's that's not well, dude, what it is." Imagine if fucking Kachuk did that, the butt end. Yeah, thing. he'd be suspended. Man. You'd know he'd be gone for like that's two games. Five games they'd probably give five? him. Five, yeah, that. I would say two to three. But I mean, I don't think you see a lot of the bad butt ending. But you know, they take a dim view on slew footing, for example. Yeah, with fair, but butt ending is quite terrible, especially when it's in the fucking mouth. Like to me, and also I was looking at some of these fines. You know, the maximum fine for a cross-check is more than the maximum fine for a slash. Okay. I think slashing is a, a more egregious offense than a cross-check. I mean, it depends where the slash is. All right, right? If I, let's say I cross-check you to the face, to the front of the face. Yeah. Or I slash you in the head. <laughs> What's worse? I mean, they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, cross-check to the face. Like, the worst when, thing you could probably do is cross-check someone in the back of the head. Dude, when you... When That's you, probably more dangerous than slashing. When you brought up this example, I just thought of McSorley and Brashear right away. <laughs> yeah, like... That was awful. I mean, the guy was <laughs> fucked up after, yeah, right? E- exactly, but I, I think slashing can be a more more dangerous penalty than a, a cross-check. If, if you're crossing... If you're, if you're ever cross-checking someone... In like the back of the head, that's that's like a season suspension at minimum. I'd say it does feel like the cross check happens way more often. Too well, because you see a cross checking and they're doing it to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's and, not like a outright. You know, hurt they're cross checking yeah. guys like in the lower back, right? And you're Especially pushing them into in the, the boards, right? In, like, right in yeah. front of the net. But yeah. the slash, you know, some of these slashes, like you see that the guy. I feel like slashing would hurt a lot more than being cross checked. Well, too. I mean, we had we had that. What was that? At it's that almost level. been like three years where like Johnny was just getting slashed in the wrist all the time. And he was getting so fucking pissed at one point that he's just like screaming at the ref and you can't blame the kid. Like, no. Just, Absolutely. I, yeah. I think slashing is, they, they needed to, you know, when they clamped down on the rules, they let the slashes go, the little taps on the hands. Yeah. Some of these penalties you see called, like who, who got called for, for holding? It was so soft. Oh, yeah. Valimaki, was it, right? Yeah, Valimaki. Oh, it was the most that was ridiculous. Call. Like, he just skated around, like, you're going off for holding. Yeah, and that like, was horseshit. Oh, this game is going to be a parade to the penalty box for calling stuff and like I, and that. And I do think that Lucic's penalty was horseshit, too, where he kind of tripped on himself. Yeah, and then, yeah, that yeah, was he, bad, he, like, too. like, hardly even touched the guy. I mean, Vancouver's penalties were all, <laughs> they're like, clear-cut penalties. I mean, at some, and even things that weren't called, like the butt end. Yeah, well, that was called roughing. Well, right, but like it should have been called as again. A major, that's in my to opinion. me, that's a major. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. If if you're gonna rough someone, roughing to me is like 
a gloved, uh, uh, an extreme roughing penalty that you'll still only get two minutes for is like a glove punch to the face or uh, an aggressive face wash. Or, this was yeah, like yeah. the end of his stick jabbing yeah, just, into his chin or his teeth. Like, yeah. that's... It's egregious, man. That's not, that's not good. Like, <laughs> that's disgusting to me. But I don't even know what's left on the, the agenda here. Well, that's fine. We don't have to... Young, young, we talked about young talk players. Forever. We talked about... Um, Anything else you want to talk about that we talked about the so big break? So the one thing, like, I did, so a buddy of our mutual buddy pointed out Dubé in the game, like, when even the commentators didn't even notice it. Like, I still don't know what happened. Like, I was searching on Twitter. Like, the most I can, information I could find was that he was hacked on the wrist. So hopefully it wasn't broken. Oh, his injury. Yeah. Um. So I want to give him credit, our mutual friend credit on this. Um, also, another, someone else gave us feedback, also a mutual friend, talked about how the sixth position on D is not necessarily a development position, as we were kind of saying, right? Because, you know, the, the sixth position for D, for us at least, or for most teams, is like kind of where you put your plugs in when, yeah, when yeah. guys need a break or whatever. Which is a fair point. Like, you usually put the guys in the A to develop. We, we get that. I think um, in the case of Al Mackey, it's pretty unique to put it, for him to be on that third line because he's uh, Does clearly, he mean it's not like teams don't look at it as a development position? Or it's, the type of player that you'd want to develop shouldn't be playing in that third yeah, line? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the latter. Because so, you don't put a Kale McCarr in your third pair. Absolutely not. I, no. I see. I but, see. You know, the point of, I think, what we were trying to make with Val Mackey is that he is good enough to be a top-pairing guy, or top-two, called the second for now. Like, he is getting a little bit more minutes than Nesterov. I've, I've noticed that, at least. Um, but yeah, just in general, like, it was a good point. It was good feedback, because... No, I, I'd you know. agree that, you know, teams typically... You don't want to develop your forwards on your fourth line, and you don't want to develop your yeah, D absolutely. on your third unit, right? Yep. But... I haven't particularly been thrilled with our development over the years. Like, for example, Goudreau, he came into our team first or second line immediately for that one game he had against Vancouver that year. Next year, he was a first line guy, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you are are the guy to go to. And Anderson's moved up. Anderson's growth has been more more steady and consistent. I think Valamaki too, you you know, you're just coming off a, a year long injury. Yeah. And you didn't play you haven't played for a long time. You did pretty good in Europe. I during the break. I think he's done well and I, I think honestly, you know, I don't know if Tanev's moving down from that spot, but there's gonna no. be an opening on the top pairing soon because Gio's this is probably one of Gio's last seasons up there and I wouldn't be surprised even if this season we see somebody move up into that spot. Instead it depends. of Gio. yeah, like it Gio's depends still a great on, player, but I mean, yeah. you're just you just slow down. It does. You're... It does depend on his performance, right? If he's still playing like he is the last for these first three games, you leave him there. Right? I think but, for I think in our case, in the way we're playing and the way we're using him, it's it's fine for his development. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, that's you, a, that's a great point. I that, mean, you might see in games where maybe he gets if if he I'm gonna say if not when if he gets tired, he needs like a couple shifts. Yeah, I could see Valamaki playing with Anderson. Well, it's like our, try like our skilled guys, right? Like a Dubé, like a Mangiapane. You know, they're not going to be your bona fide scorers in the future if they're grinding away on the third line with Lucic and with Derek Ryan on the fourth, right? Yeah, that's no, fair. no disrespect at all to Derek Ryan. 
Who's but, actually handled everything with like grace, I think, really. I think he knew that. I think it was just, you know, salary, salary Cirque du Soleil, as Treliving said. And yeah. that's, that's how we had to do things. And he's playing. Yeah, this taxi squad thing is still a bit. We haven't used much of it. I mean, again, it's only just been three games. just using it on him, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I like just, you know, getting that rhythm of playing a game every other day. I'm not, I'm not particularly pleased we have a break right now because we've been playing well. Yeah, that's it, funny because, like, I was, I was actually okay with the break, but then I was talking to our friend. Like, he was saying, no, I'm not cool with this. No, like, I, don't, I hate it. I'd have had it like, later. I wish we were playing again tonight, to be honest. Also, yeah. I miss hockey. Yeah, fair enough. But, but I guess for teams' momentum's perspective, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with that. But I kind of just want to get out of the way because when we've kind of watched teams in the last few years who had like crazy ass schedules, kind of at the end of the season, who barely made the playoffs, playing their fucking ass off, they had that awesome momentum going into the playoffs. I want that. Yeah, I, I want that momentum. That that's what comes to my mind when I say i'm okay with this break now because i'm like i'd rather just have them grind it yeah yeah that's right? fair i mean but had, they uh, might be fucked I, up right? why it came at all i don't know but it's there it's it's nothing we can there, do it's there i i again i can't find shit about that but if anyone can tell me i i i, I am of the mind that our momentum was good that we didn't want we didn't want to do that yeah not well, much i think you're in the majority camp. not much choice because you know I'm just me, and the NHL is the NHL. <laughs> uh, I was gonna actually say something, but now I forgot. It's gonna have to wait till next episode, probably. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's it. You got anything else? Well, what's our next five games here? Uh, Toronto, and then four other Canadian teams. Okay. I'm looking at that. Yeah, part of me like we'll wait before I say anything conclusive here but this division how good is it really we're good no i understand well we have a good start but Honestly, how how, I think how good is our proponents in this division well you know montreal's been playing well yeah and they're it's a team we fun. should beat edmonton it's... is edmonton <laughs> <laughs> lovely to see what's happening to them I, I again I don't want to yeah let's not Toronto Toronto thank you for changing that Montreal Montreal Winnipeg I mean Toronto Toronto Montreal Montreal it doesn't Winnipeg. seem four too game, four game road trip to, Toronto's pretty five, good five game road trip right Toronto's pretty good Montreal's pretty good no Toronto's at home okay so Sunday at home Tuesday at home Thursday away. Saturday away, Monday away, Tuesday away, Thursday away, Saturday the 6th back home against Edmonton. You know, I'm not writing off the Oilers just because they have freaking McDavid. I mean, so. I think our division is... But what do you think? Yeah, like... I, uh, well, you know, Vegas is, looks like they're just going to slaughter that division. Yeah. Tampa Bay looks like they're just going to slaughter that division. Yep. I think our division is probably the most competitive division. In terms of depth, like every game, you don't feel like there's a huge favorite. Oh, okay. It, it so there's no way. absolute power. It's kind of no, like no, everyone's yeah. kind of. I don't think there've been any massive blowout scores. Like you watch a Colorado against St. Louis, like eight nothing out of nowhere. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo got ba- Buffalo blew out the Flyers, but the Flyers yeah. are good. They're, yeah. they're like a good team. You know, there's anomalies there. I think there. This division has been more competitive. 
Yeah, I, you know, Vancouver is Vancouver is not right. a bad team. Yeah, you could be right. I just think they don't. I don't really care. I don't really know why I'm offering an opinion on Vancouver. Fuck them too. But <laughs> <laughs> like, and yeah. on that note, <laughs> I just I just feel like um, I feel like our division is the most competitive for sure. Because you've got Ottawa, who's not playing poorly. You've got Montreal, who's playing really well. Yeah, Toronto was not. Winnipeg doesn't look like a bad team. Like you, if you got a resurgent line, a eh? you've got Hellebuck, reigning Vesna winner. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're in a division with a fucking Buffalo and New Jersey, like, yeah, like Detroit. Detroit looks like one of the worst teams in the NHL. You know, Arizona, San Jose, Anaheim, L.A. They're all bad. Yeah, they're all kind of in their retooling phase. Yeah, and yeah. none of them have showed anything that makes them look like they're going to be good. That's why I say Vegas is Vegas is cakewalking to first place in whatever enterprise rent a car division is down <laughs> south of the border. But like, we are in no way sponsored by Enter- enterprise rent a car. We're no. in by no way sponsored by anybody. So, <laughs> and we will never be sponsored by anybody as we continue this type of content. But like, ah. I think I think ours is competitive. Every game seems competitive, and it's only going to get better as the season goes on. And that, that's probably true for all the divisions. Yeah, probably. I this is probably a conversation for like ten games later. We'll yeah. see how it is. Okay. Well, we can revisit those topics, but it's just, it's just those are reoccurring topics anyway. It's good. I'm 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 freaking thr- thrilled, <laughs> thrilled that hockey is back and that we're playing the way we are. I couldn't have asked for a better first three games, in fairness. If you would have said to me, your first three games, you get five points all the way to the bank. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. There's not a game we played yet where we haven't got a point. I love it. I love it. All right. Anything well, else? Well, just enjoy this moment because it could come crashing down one day and then, or it could keep going another day. And yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening if you got to us with this point. Um, you know, we, we love doing it for the fans. I mean... I I was excited about recording this all day today, thinking about it and like just being able to discuss the flames for however many minutes we've tortured you for here. So <laughs> thank you for that. And again, you can follow us on Twitter, Flames Fancast at Flames Fancast and we love and talking we to email, you. We love email hearing us about too, you. Flamesfancast at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't send or ask questions about relationship advice. We can't help you. No. No, we can't. That's happened. So don't don't ask, <laughs> please. I can, or we could tell you, and you just do the opposite, right? Like just do literally the opposite of what we do, and then you you, you fucking kill it. Happiest guy in the world. Okay. Anyhow, Jenks parole officer is calling here, oh, yeah. so we we gotta yeah. go. Yeah, my Episode... ankle bracelet's vibrating right now. Okay, let's go. Episode fifty-eight. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Go Flames. Go. Bye bye.